and welcome to the People Chronicles Storied Women. My name is Anna Rosen Garam Milch and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's life impacted another. And here on Storied Women, we bring women from our community to share their story so that we can learn from them as well. Today I have someone who has a very interesting story to tell and her name is Norma Tamayo. Hi, thank you, Anna Rose, for inviting me here. It's a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. I appreciate now, Norma it. is a nurse, she is an educator, and she is an award-winning author, right? That she is correct. She wrote a, a novel, uh, A Girl Named Nina. She's going to tell us a little bit about that. But first, I have to ask you that question. What okay. question? What question? <laughs> what question? <laughs> uh, the question is, what is it that you want us to remember from our little chat today? What's the one takeaway? The one takeaway is that we all have a purpose in life, no matter what life throws your way. We're all here for a reason. Everyone has something good to offer. Um, everyone has specific qualities and specific talents. And if I can help people uncover what their talents are and their qualities are, that, that, would, be, uh, that's, that would make my life worthwhile to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you find, how does somebody find their purpose? Like, so let me ask you this one, if, you, if it's not too personal, how did you find your purpose? Uh, through life ex experiences. Sometimes uh, when you ex uh, have like a experience a powerful pain, then you develop a powerful purpose is how I look at it. Sometimes things that drive you will help to find your purpose. My thing is, what I'm finding over and over again, besides my years of teaching in nursing, within my years of teaching in nursing, I find that my experiences and also um, my wisdom has uh, helped me develop what my purpose is, and that is to encourage people who are discouraged and guide those who are misguided. That's what I'm here for. Um, That's definitely what you do as an educator, as an author as well. So, Tell me, that, that you, have you, you haven't always been at that point. I mean, you haven't always known your purpose, am I correct? Because mm -hmm. it is a process. It you is. Know, a, finding, it, finding our purpose is mm -hmm. a, a long process, I think. You know, mm -hmm. Some of I guess are lucky they find it really early, but for the most of us, it, we have to go through a whole series of life experiences to decide, yeah, mm -hmm. now this is what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Well, I had a lot of traumatic experiences growing up as a little girl in, in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, and but I still managed to, um, graduate from high, from high school. I got to a point where at one point I wasn't going to graduate from high school. I was going to be a high school dropout. Wh why would you have been a high school dropout? Oh, because I was taken off from school, doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, hanging out with my friends. And, uh, but that, that happened. See, all of my years, when I was a little, since I was a little girl, I wanted to become a doctor. That was my dream from the age of five. And the reason why I wanted to become a doctor, it wasn't for all the materialistic things and all the money and all the, the stuff that they had. I wanted to become a doctor because I wanted to help people. I knew that at the age of five. I wanted to become a doctor because I wanted to take care of my parents, because I wanted to save their lives in the event that their lives needed to be saving, saved. And so that was my dream. And so all through my elementary school, even in elementary school, I became an author then. And I wrote books and sell them in the library. So really? I did, yeah, I did. I was selling books in the library. But I, it wasn't something that I wanted. I knew I wanted to become a medical person. So up until uh, my 10th year of high school, um, I was ready. I was studying all the time and everything. And then something kind of happened in my life that changed the course of my career. And I thought, I'm not going to be a doctor anymore. So I started to, it was a traumatic experience that I went through. And I started to not go to school. I stopped going to school and everything. And then at the end of my 11th year, uh, grade, I met a, a teacher, my te one of my teachers, and he said, where have you been? You have been, haven't been in school. 
And I said, well, I'm here, I'm here today. He says, you gotta pass my, my final. If you don't, you're not gonna get promoted to 12th grade and there, therefore you're not gonna finish high school. So I thanked them, for, thanked them for that and I did go in and I took the final and I passed it and, and I got promoted to 12th grade. And so I managed to finish high school, but by the time I reached 12th grade, I was already married. You were married I, in high I, school? I married in high school. I got married before I even started my 12th grade. Wow. So Did there you were, have there to get were, married? Th no, no, I didn't have to get married, but there were, there were reasons for that. Okay. So um, I got married, and then so what I did was I went to high school, Hoboken High School. I went half a day and worked uh, co-op in McDonald's. So I always think highly of McDonald's because that's how I first got started, right? So I worked co-op at McDonald's and, and everything, and then I got pregnant after high school and came to Reading as a pregnant teenager on welfare. Wow. With your husband or without your husband? At first I came without my husband. And so two months after I delivered my son, my beautiful baby boy, I landed a job at the Reading Hospital as a nursing assistant. And it was at the Reading Hospital working as a nursing assistant where I was um, inspired by the nurses that I work with. I have this very good role model, her name is Kim. Molesky, and she was my role model. She was the perfect nurse. She had great leadership skills. She was kind, she was tough, but she was kind and she was respectful and everything. And she would talk about all the things that she had, all the convertibles and the nice, nice houses and everything. And I never felt envy towards her or jealousy. I always felt like, I want what you have, you know? So that kind of motivated me to continue my education and so and go to school and become a registered nurse. Reading Hospital paid for most of my education I because they, they had tuition reimbursement, so I took advantage of that and I became a registered nurse. So after I became a registered nurse, I started working at the hospital. I worked in the delivery room, emergency room, intensive care unit, operating room, and then I landed a job as a nurse manager. After that, um, I, work in as a, I worked as a nurse manager. I left the hospital to take a teaching position, a teaching job at Reading Muhlenberg. So I worked at Reading Hospital for 20 years, and now I've been teaching for another 20 years, okay? And I, I never in my life did I think I was gonna become a teacher, nor did I think thought I was gonna become an author, okay? <laughs> so um, I, I started teaching and I fell in love with my students fell in love with my students. I always knew when I was working in the hospital that maybe someday I'll work in a school as a school nurse, but I never in a million years thought I would become a teacher. So I started teaching and I start, the more I, I started interacting with my inner city kids and uh, my Reading students and my Muhlenberg students, I became, I started to love them more and more and more. And the more I wanted to help them. So yes, while I do teach theory and skills, my job is not just to teach knowledgeable uh, material, it's also to groom my students. So when my students come in my classroom, they, and, I, and I tell them this all the time, you can be as ghetto as you wanna be, <laughs> but I'm gonna groom you to be a professional person. So they know that when they address people, they address our patients, because we have three patients in our room, four patients, by the way. We have a Mr. Denzel Washington in our room, we have a Mr. Alejandro Fernandez, and we have a Mrs. Mrs. Betty White and a Peter Chang, Chang in my room. So they know to address those patients by their last name. Mr. Fernandez, how, for, uh, Fernando, how are you? Uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Betty White, how are you? So they address them like that. So they, they, uh, this is my way of grooming them. They know how to dress when we go to clinical. They have to wear their, their scrubs, their navy blue scrubs, their hair pull up. They have to look as professional as professional can be. There is a time and place for everything and I tend to live my life in many different compartments. Right? I, 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 I teach and I'm professional and everything kind of laid back. When I'm in a hospital, I'm even more professional when I'm working in a hospital. But when I go home, I, <laughs> my hair, I let down my hair, 
put on my salsa music and ma make my <laughs> rice and beans and cook and dance as I please, you know? <laughs> so there's a time and place for everything, okay? But, and that's basically it. Now teaching, um, like I said, I fell in love with teaching. I had to go back to school to get my, uh, my degree in teaching. But writing my book um, was more like a calling from God, is how I say it, because I didn't want to become an author, to be honest. Yeah. I would, but something was waking me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I would feel somebody lifting me off the bed and saying, go write your story. So I would go to my office and sit there in front of a computer and all these stories pouring out of my head. And I'm typing them and tears flowing down my face. Like there was so much that I had to give, so much that I had to share. So that's how I put Nina together. Um, all the memories and everything growing up with my father, growing up with my mother and the streets in New York City and Brooklyn, that's what I had to do, uh, put everything together wow. there. Yeah. So it sounds to me like that when you found your purpose, it's almost as if you found that's like the starting point of life. That's correct. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I think that's really important to know that, that that's something we need to seek. But sometimes our purpose kind of unfolds mm -hmm. and sometimes it hits you square in the head. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And sometimes we know it at the very beginning. And even though, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you have unfolded to a sense, you knew it at the age of five. That's mm -hmm. what you're going to do. I'm going mm -hmm. to help people. Mm -hmm. Help and people at the age of five, yes. Yes. And then yeah. how, how you're going to do that. That's the different thing, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Are you going to do it as a doctor? Are you going to do it as a nurse? Are you going to do it as an author? Are you going to do it, you know, as an educator? You mm -hmm. know, and I know that you are making a huge impact in our community. Thank and you. I think that it's just absolutely wonderful. I, and it's, it's amazing where you're, the, the book has taken you and, you know, you've made it a, a huge impact with, that, with, with your writing as well as in the classroom. So I, I, you know, I, I was a, um, an instructor too, I taught in criminal justice, and I felt the same way about the students. When those mm -hmm. students come in there and they look at you and they say, teach me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, a, it's an amazing responsibility, but it's an incredibly wonderful and uplifting feeling. Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, so, and you have all that. You give all that. I, I share all my <laughs> knowledge and experience with <laughs> my students, yes. anything. Ms. Tamayo, I have this problem. Mrs. Tamayo, um, I have this medical issue. My mother has said, what do you think? I share everything <laughs> that I know with my, I do not hold anything back. Some people do. But I, why? Why would you do? If you know it, give it. Give it for free. That's right. what, what, you know what? I give out my knowledge for free. I don't care. They need to know right. this. So this is what I'm here for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's your purpose. That's yes. a great purpose, Norma. Thank, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Thank you.